what the Ilam asked for yesterday was to talk a little bit about the uh, Machshava, or maybe the Avoida, which is Nagea to Tobav. Tobishvat, I'm sorry. Nagea to Tobishvat. The Chayra, on the one hand, we don't find any specific halachas about Tobishvat in the Shulchan Aruch, except that it's brought, that it doesn't say Tachanun, which means it's a certain day of Simcha. One needs, one needs to do, or should do, or should think about, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention. It's brought in the Magen Avram that there was a minak to eat fruit, but even that needs an explanation. Why? Because we know that the date of Tobishvat, the Gemara calls the Rosh Hashanah for trees, according to Beshilel, which is how we hold, which basically is a halachic difference, and that is, there's a difference between when one takes Mesa from Mesa Shani, Mesa Oni, and when it's like yeah, it's the fruit, it depends when the fruit began to blossom, when the fruit began to grow. And therefore, it's the, the Nafkamina is, Tobishvat is a cutoff date between the one year's crop and the previous year's crop. But this is a technical halachic point, and it doesn't explain why we need to do something about it. Just for example, to contrast, the same Mishnah which tells us that Tobishvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees, says that according to a lot of Tanaim, Rosh Chodesh Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Maisa Bahama. That means that, again, there's a din, at least from the Basim English standing, that all the new born animals of that year, the person has to put them together and take Maisa one out of ten and bring it as a carbon. And then again, it needs a cutoff date. So what's the cutoff date for last year's, so to speak, flock, last year's new, newly born animals and this year's animals? And the, the Mishnah says that the, the cutoff date is Rosh Chodesh Elul. According to Abulaz, Rabbi Shimon. Now, you won't find anywhere that because Rosh Chodesh Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Maisel Behema, therefore there's an Indian to do something about it for, for practically. There's no minhag anywhere to eat meat on Rosh Chodesh Elul or to do anything different to the normal just because it happens to have a halachic so to speak, date of being the beginning of a new counting period for Maisel Behema. And if that's the case, we have to ask the question, why is the Tobishvat, which is also the beginning of the calendar year for counting next year's Maisel, something which we have to celebrate, and something which we have to even make mention of. Okay, so that's the title, what's the Indian in Tobishvat? And uh, we're going to go on a little bit of a detour, maybe, in order to be able to answer this. And I'm going to look back at the experience of other Mauritian in Ganadin. Ganadin, we know what there was in Ganadin. The Pasuk tells us clearly in Bereshis, Vayitza Hashem Elikim, Kol Eitz, all kinds of fruit trees, Hashem planted them all in Ganadin. The tree is planted in Ganadin, and all we know about Ganadin is the place where there are trees. All kinds of trees. Besides for the Etzachayim, besides for the Etzadas, which were also in Ganadin, but there was every other type of fruit tree as well. That's the only definition that Torah gives us of Ganadin, that there were trees and there was fruit. There were also rivers, but the rivers didn't come from Ganadin. What the Pasuk says, if you read it accurately, the rivers came from Aden to water the Gan. So what, so to speak, sustains the trees of Gan Eden is the river, but 
the river doesn't emanate from Aden, from Gan, the Gan, from the garden. It comes from Aden itself, and it comes to water the Gan, to water the garden. Adam Rishon wasn't put in Aden. He was put in the garden of Aden. If you understand Aden as being the center point, or a higher place, and then around it, so underneath it, there's a Gan, there's a garden. In the Gan, in the garden of Aden, there are trees. And the trees get watered, get watered, get sustained by the river which flows from Aden to the Gan. And Adam Rishon was put in the Gan, in the garden where the trees were. That's all we know about it. Now look at something interesting. That same Pasuk says that after Hashem planted the Gan of Aden, and He put Adam there, so the Pasuk says, he put, Hashem put Adam into Aden, into Gan Aden, I'm sorry, to work it and to look after it. Everyone knows Rashi. And Rashi says it's talking about doing mitzvahs. We'll discuss it in a minute. But first I want to look at the Ramban. The Ramban says, Apshat, Laavda and Nishamra is going on Gan Eden. Adam was put there to work and look after the Gan Eden. And asks the Ramban, if Gan Eden needs tending to, if it needs somebody to look after it, to work and to, and to guide it, like the Pasuk seems to say, then the Ramban asks, what happened after Adam was thrown out of Ganeden? Adam didn't last a long time in Ganeden. That same day, he was uh, Nikshal, and uh, within a day or two, he was expelled. And if that's the case, asks the Ramban, if, if the, the trees, if Ganeden need someone to tend to them, so who's been tending to them, so to speak, since Adam Arish is no longer there? And what the Ramban answers is like this. The Ramban answers that the trees of Gan Eden don't need tending to. Just like trees which are recalled in Halacha are in a Beis and have enough of their own water that they don't need to be watered. So it doesn't really need too much human intervention. Trees can take care of themselves. And over here in Gan Eden, the trees are planted. The river is there. So the trees get whatever water, whatever nutrients they need. The trees don't need people to plant them or to look after them. Says the Ramban, so what was Adam's job in Ganadin? If he wanted to eat wheat, he wanted to eat vegetables, he wanted to eat grains, so then he had to plant them. Grains don't, aren't perennials, they don't last year after year. They have to be planted, they have to be tended to, they have to be harvested and they have to be taken care of. And therefore, Adam's job in Ganadin was if he would want grain, if he would want bread, or whatever it would be, then he would have to plant it and, and, and look after it. Obviously, it wasn't the hard work that he was told later, but there was some involvement that he'd have to do. And says Rabban, that's the difference between what, trees, which Be'atim look after themselves, they're taken care of on their own, and a person can just benefit from the fruit, as opposed to grains, as opposed to vegetables, as opposed to pulses, which a person needs much more involvement with in order to plant, in order to grow, in order that he has them. Right. So, <coughs> therefore, says Ramban, it's once Adam left Ganadin, it's true, there's no one there to plant uh, the grains in Ganadin. But the trees are still there. The trees didn't need people to look after them. One more Ramban, and then we can try and explain what this all means. In the Pasuk, after Hashem 
was to punish Adam Arishan for eating the Etadas. And he tells him that he's going to expel him from Ganadin. So the Pasuk says that what's Adam been given to eat? All the things which grow on the ground. Hashem gave to people to eat and to the animals to eat also. And the Midrash says on that, Pasuk says, Hinein Nathayt Lechem, it's called all the grasses and things which grow on the ground, and the Midrash says in that, that Adam Arishan, so to speak, came to Hashem with a complaint. Suppose it's like this. I'm giving you all the things which grow on the ground, as well as all the trees which have fruit. For you to eat, and to all the animals, and to all the birds. And everything which grows in the ground. I gave all the, the things which grow in the ground to eat. So like I said, Chazal said originally, when Adam was told he was going to eat the same things, so to speak, as the animals, the Zolgo end of the most, he cried. He said, what, oh, me and my animal on the same level. So the Chazal says Hashem separated. And we see that in the Pasuk. The Hashem separated between them. When it came to Adam, he said he can eat all the Asif Zara, all the things which grow on the ground, as well as Eskola Eitz Hashemoy Priyates, all the fruits. When it came to the animals, Hashem only gave the Yerek Asif, only things which grow on the ground. And the Ramban points out here as well that there was a difference. Adam wasn't just given the grains to eat and the grasses and the vegetables, he was also given the fruit. And that, at that stage, wasn't given to the animals. So we see two things so far. The difference between trees, so to speak, and vegetables and the grains, whatever it will be. The, difference, the first difference is that trees exist on their own in Ganeden. Whereas other things would need to be planted and tended to by a person. And the second is afterwards, Hashem separated between what Adam would eat, what was given to people to eat, what was given to animals to eat. So Hashem separated the fruit for people and the things which grow on the ground was for animals as well. What's the difference? What's the use of fruit? And why is the schar of Ganeidin always referred to as fruit? Person's Eichel Paris, like it says. So the Yisrael is like this. The Yisrael is like this. When Hashem creates the world, and He creates a human being in the way that He needs certain things in order to survive. Basic necessities which a person needs to live. What are they? Like the past success. A person needs bread. Adam. The person needs water. 
Those are the basic, so to speak, the staples of survival. And being as Hashem wants a person to live in this world, he has a job to do. So Hashem is to provide him with the things he needs in order to do the job. And if that means a person needs to eat, then Hashem is to provide him with food. And if it means a person needs to drink, Hashem is to provide him with water. So those are chasadim. We thank Hashem for the staples. But in a certain sense, it's understood that Hashem has to do that. Because if you want, it's just like any time. If you employ someone to do a job, you have to give them the ability to do it. And if Hashem is employing us here to do the job, so to speak, He wants us to do, then He has to give us the minimum requirements that we can survive in order to do what Hashem wants. And therefore, the minimum requirements are when a person needs to eat, like I said, or a person needs to drink, the minimum, that's what a, that's what a person needs to survive. I want to point out three Heoris. Very interesting. If you look at any of the staples that people need, that people use, so to speak, as a main source of nutrition, whether it's wheat or any of the other five grains you make hamotzi on, whether it's corn, whether it's rice, you'll find three things in common by all the grains. Number one, they don't have a strong color. They're either white or off-white cream, maybe. They don't have a strong color. Number two, they don't have a sweet flavor. Rice and flour and all these things are naturally sweet. Number three, they don't have a strong smell. As opposed to, if you look at all the fruits, you would find it very hard to find a fruit which between the skin of the fruit or the flesh of the fruit is completely white. Fruit always has color. Some more than others, but fruit has color. Fruit has a smell. And lastly, anything naturally created sweet is always fruit. Why is it when it comes to the staples, the grains, the pulses, they're not sweet and they're not colored? When it comes to fruits, they are sweet. Each fruit has its own flavor, but it's always a, it has a high sugar content, the different flavors of, of, of fruit. It has flavor, and it has color, and it has a, a distinctive fragrance. And the answer is, the aside is, that the reason that Hashem gave us fruit is not a staple. It's an extra chesed that people should enjoy. What we need to do the job, the minimum requirements, Hashem can give us flour. Hashem can give us wheat or rice, whatever it would be, and we could live with that. A large percentage of the world's population does. And we have no complaints, because that's what we need in order to survive. But Hashem does extra. An extra level of chesed. More than the minimum requirements. Why? So that people should enjoy it. Then we notice a different middah at work. It's not just what Hashem has to give us so that we can live. As Hashem wants to be good to people. He wants to give them an extra level of hanah. Extra enjoyment. And therefore, everything about fruits comes from that point. It's the color, which a person enjoys looking at. It's the fragrance, which a person can enjoy the smell. It's the taste, which is there to enjoy. Every, every fruit has its own flavor. And the 
idea of fruit is Hana. Hana which Hashem doesn't have to do. Hana which is beyond the minimum requirement. Why just that a person should enjoy? If you think about it, the boys say, there's another point here also. There's a bracha we make on fruit. Not the bracha we make on eating the fruit. But the Gemara says, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, that Nisan, when a person sees the new fruit beginning to grow on the trees, he's meant to go and say a bracha. What's the bracha? Shaloi chisar davar. Hashem didn't leave anything out of his world. He created trees for people to enjoy. And that's the insight. We look at fruit and we say this is created specifically for people to enjoy. Nothing was left out of the creation. Hashem didn't just make a system where we have what we need and that's all. No. Hashem had a system where He gives us more than that. Things we can enjoy. Things which are extras. And that's the side of the brach on the trees. And that's why, originally, when Hashem split up what animals have to eat and what people have to eat, so Hashem tells Adam, you and the animals will all share the eating the things which grow from the ground. That's a basic uh, staple everyone needs to eat. Animals also need to live. So the grasses, the pulses, the grains, that's for people, it's for animals also. But the, the fruit of the trees, that's only for people. That extra level of Hanoah that Hashem wants people to enjoy that was given at that stage only to Adam Arishan. Now we go to Ganadin. What's the idea of the trees of Ganadin? And we understand that they're physical trees. Adam was in a place where there were trees. But that Chazal say it meant, it's meant to represent something to us also because there's a spiritual counterpart to Ganadin. And the spiritual counterpart is where the Nisham of a person goes after his nifta. The first stage. We learn to Nikrivite and there are a number of places that Nishama goes to. The first stage is the Ganadin of Shemaim. And what are we meant to understand happens in the Ganadin of Shemaim? The only description we have of Ganadin is that there are trees there which provide fruit. And what's this meant to mean? And the Swaram explained like this. Each Action, each mitzvah a person does over here has a certain reward. It's not the Tzadashavet because a person did what Hashem wanted is one, so to speak, global reward for everything. Each mice has its own reward. And when a person enjoys the reward of a mitzvah he did, there's a different reward for each mitzvah. For each mitzvah. The Hanah, in the spiritual sense, or putting on tefillin, isn't the Hanah for keeping Shabbos. The Hanaf is saying Krishna isn't Hanaf Ashavas Aved. Every mitzvah has its own reward. And this, the representation of that, in the sense which we can work with and the physical level understand, is the idea of trees. We can look at fruit trees and we see a vast array of different fruits. Yes, we said before, fruit is a Hanaf. Fruit is there to provide pleasure for a person. But the Hanoah of eating grapes, and the Hanoah of eating pineapples, and the Hanoah of eating mangoes, and the Hanoah of eating figs or dates, or any other fruit you choose, is very different. They each have a different taste, a different texture. And what we meant to understand from that is the different kinds of Hanoah Hashem can provide. 
And therefore, Adam was presented with a Ganadin, trees in the physical sense. What we meant to understand from that is that the rewards for each mitzvah is a different form of Hanah. A different form of pleasure, obviously, in a more spiritual level. But the, just like we can categorize Hanas, we can see different forms of pleasure when we see different things nat- created in nature, each one with its own uniqueness, its own flavor. Then we understand in the same level, there's this idea of different levels of Hanah that a person can get. And the Ganadina Elyon, that's all the different mitzvahs, the reward for all the different mitzvahs. Now, you might ask the question, if the idea of the trees is meant to be the Hanoah we get for keeping the mitzvahs, so what's the idea of the Etzadas? What is the idea of a tree that Adam wasn't meant to eat? If the idea of trees is the extra chesed that Hashem does to provide us with Hanoah, and let's think about it more. But Amos is a deeper point over here. Reward for mitzvahs is also an extra. Reward for mitzvahs is also an extra. The Chazal said in a number of places. Alpi din, we don't need, Hashem doesn't have to reward us for the mitzvahs we do. If a person's calling an Evid, and he's, and he's feeding the Evid, and he says, now you go work for me. The Evid has the right to ask for a salary. You're a slave. You're bought. You're being given your your what your basic requirements to survive. So what are you asking for more than that? So once Hashem's provided us with life and whatever we need in order to live, to ask for more than that, but al then we're not really entitled to. And it's a pasuk. The pasuk at the end says, It's the chesed that Hashem pays us back for our mitzvah. Extra chesed is trees. Extra chesed is hanot. So we understand the trees. All the trees which Adam was allowed to partake of are all the trees which a person is meant to do mitzvahs and get, enjoy all those different forms of hanot. What's that to that? What's the idea of a tree which a person is not meant to enjoy? It's forbidden to him. It's what Hashem created for. So this Rabbi says, the Dover Amok over here. And it's like this. The idea of the Eitzadas is just like Hashem rewards us for the mitzvahs we do. There's also a Hanah for not doing a virus. Hashem rewards that also. Hashem rewards that also. He created the world that there's temptation and a person's pulled by the Yetzirah to do things wrong. And if he manages to withstand that, then there has to be enough. There has to be a reward, so to speak, for withstanding temptation. What's the sherish of the reward for not being over a virus? And the answer is the Eitzadas. The Eitzadas was created as the reward for a person who is not Nikshal. The Eitzadas was created as the reward for the person who avoids them, withstands temptation. Except that what was meant for Adam. In order to get that reward, he had to withstand the temptation of eating it. And that's why if you've seen the Zara, the Zara says, that had Adam not eaten the eight Sadas and full Shabbos, it would be mutatim. Had he withstood the temptation 
He would have been strong in the face of the Nisayan. Then he would have got the Hanaf of withstanding Nisayan. He would have been allowed to eat the Etzadas. It came, it was created as the counter to whatever pleasure that the Satan can offer a person. If you withstand the Satan, you'll get a bigger Hanaf. And the Shosh of the Hanaf is the Etzadas. Adam was Nikshah. Instead of deserving to eat it by, by withstanding, with, with so to speak, the temptation, he, he, he gave in and tried to eat it already now. And that's why he lost. But it's there. And in the Ganeid and the Elyon, it's there to eat. For who? For the person who withstands the temptation of Hanoi in this world, Hashem pays back better. You see an amazing thing. Hashem told Adam Arishan, you can eat all the trees in the Ganeidin, except the Etzadas. It's not that his honor was Nikshal. He gravitated to the Etzadas. It must be that the Hanoi was something so unbelievable that it outweighs every other tree. And that's why Adam was pulled to it, so to speak, to, to eat that one first. And it's true. There's a Hanoi doing mitzvahs. The Hanoi of not doing a virus is something Hashem pays also. That's also a tree. It's called the Etzadas. I'll just throw in a remiss to something deeper. What is that Hanoi? And why is it something, in a way, more special, so to speak, than all the other trees? And one more question. He said every mitzvah has its own hana. There's a tree for each one. There's a source of hana for each one. So why is there one eight hadas, not 365 eight hadas? The answer is, there are lots of temptations in this world. For every kind of avera there is. But the ability that a person has to withstand avera, the ability that a person has to be miskaber, is always the same thing. And that's Yerushalayim. What prevents a person being Nikshal is Yerushalayim. And therefore, if you think about it, the MS, what we're rewarded for when we don't give in to the Yetzirah, what we're rewarded for when we don't succumb to temptation is Be'etzma Yerushalayim. That's the Anav Das. That's the Anav of the Das. Because the MS, it's the reward for Yerushalayim. So it's one tree. It's one tree. But the reward is incredible. It's something which overshadows, so to speak. Outshines all the Hanos which are the other trees. I just could finish this point with the Remes, if I understood what I said. That's why the, we said the eight Sadas is the reward for Yerushalayim. So the Pasuk says, Reishis Das Yerushalayim. Reishis Das Yerushalayim. So the Pasuk in Mishleh. Okay, so that's the idea of Gan Eden. Now let's talk here in this world. We see one time in the Torah there's a, there's a mitzvah of Akara Satav. We have a mitzvah saying thank you to Hashem. There's one mitzvah in the Torah which is in order to mechaev us in Akara Satav. And what's the Akara Satav we have to have? So I'll, I will read out the Pasuk. It's a Pasuk in the Ki Salvoi. Of the Hakaris Atov, the expression of gratitude that a person has to Hashem. And he says like this You have to say the following statement of Hakaris Atov. And what are you going to say? Arami Oved Ovi. Yeah, Lavan wanted to destroy Yaakov. And the Mitzrayim Bayatas, And what did we do? 
Our responsibility of our is a national responsibility and it goes right back to when we went down to Mitzrayim. That's the Chiyov of our every Jew has to Hashem every year. But now this is the Yisrael. When do we say that? Is a part of what you say in Rosh Hashanah when you thank Hashem for a year of life? No. It's nothing to do with Pesach either. When Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. When's the Mitzvah of Akaras Atav? The Mitzvah of Akaras Atav is the Mitzvah of Bikurim. And the day of Bikurim is when you see fruit, bring the fruit to the Beis HaMikdash. And when I bring my fruit to the Beis HaMikdash, then I have a Chiv of Akaras Atav. Because, like we said before, there's, there is a Akaras Atav for our survival, for that we are alive. But if we're going to say, in some sense, that's justified. We need to live. Hashem has to provide us with the basic requirements, with our staples, our necessities, because we can't live otherwise. But when we see fruit, we see an extra dimension of chesed. More than the minimum. What Hashem didn't need to do, by any standards. And therefore, when we have fruit, that's Mechai Vakar Sata. When we have Bikurim... Don't we see this, we see this on Sukkot also, with the Sukkah, with the Nani Akazah? It's the same idea as Nanakot, exactly. Right, 100%. We said the same thing on Sokos. There were three Nisim in the Midbar. It's Mamish the same you said. There was the Bear Miriam, there was the Mon, and there was Nanakot. And when we make a Yom Tif to celebrate the survival in the Midbar, Sokos is Nanakot. And what about the Bear Miriam? And what about the Mon? We don't have a Yom Tif for them. We don't even have a reminder for them. And the answer is, they were, then, they were necessities. It's true they came about in a miraculous way. But if you have a Kaisal in the Midbar, millions of people, you have to feed them, they need water. But the non-Hakov was an extra chesed. Kaisal needed to be protected. But, then, but the whole idea of the non was chesed. That they were encapsulated, so to speak, in a Hashem's embrace, the whole way through the Midbar. And yes, that's what we celebrate. When you're going to focus on chesed, we look for the chesed, which is only chesed. And that brings us back to what we started with. What do you serve to Bishvat? We don't find this idea at the times of the year, that when there's a halachic determinant of a date, we have to celebrate it. But when it comes to fruit, then yes. Because it's an opportunity to be makir toif. Makir toif for akaras toif for something which we see as an extra. Something which Hashem didn't have to give us. And therefore, there's a minute to eat for it. When we're going, when, even though it's only a halachic date, which determines the din of maestros, but lemaestro, when it's negated to fruit, that's mechayev us to think about the din of akaras atav. It's mechayev us to think about the chesed that Hashem does, which is beyond the minimum. And one more point. It's brought down in Arizal that that's why, in some senses, Tubav is also a yom struggle for tefillah. Why? Because one of the most powerful ways to daven is when a person is makir tova for what Hashem did. So now, if he asks for something, a person is grateful for what Hashem gives him. When he asks, there's much more reason for him to take, or be, to be given more. But somebody who appreciates it. A person who is kofri tova. 
doesn't appreciate the good Hashem's already done for him. So Mechit says Hashem should give him more. And therefore, Dafka, when we first think about Tobishvat, and we come to that Hakara, yes, we want to enjoy fruit. We want to see Hanoah in this world. We want to see what Hashem has provided for us to do, to have in order to enjoy. Then that's the right mindset to ask Hashem for more. We say this in Shemun Ezra. First, Hatoyev kilechol rachamecha. We notice you have Kodesh you've always been good to us. Vamerachim kilechamu chasadecha. You've always had rachim on us. And therefore, meoylam kivinulach. We can always look forward for more. We can always ask you for extra. First, we make it over what you already done for us. Adhayna azarun rachamecha. Veloy azavun chasadecha. That's from the past. We appreciate that. And therefore, we ask for the future. So what's the matter of Tobishvat? The first point. It's the opportunity to recognize Chesed Hashem. When we don't have the Bikurim, so we need something else as a date to talk about, to look for, to see the Chesed. And we see it in fruit. To see the extra Chesed. All the things Hashem does for us, like we said, there's nothing missing in the world which you created so people should enjoy. And then the second point. When a person is in that framework, in that mindset of recognizing chesed, then that enables him to ask for more. When a person is makir tova and he realizes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given so much, then he can ask for more. And this brings us to the side. Because Ba'atsim HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give. The fruit is a symbol of that. Ba'atim Hashem wants to give. He wants to be mahanif. He wants to give people the enjoyment. In order to get it, means we need, we need to be able to see that. We need to be able to appreciate that. But when we do, then Adarab, HaKadosh Baruch wants to give. That's the premise, maybe, of the Avoid of Tabishvat. We see in the Gemara, and I'll finish with this. The Gemara in Brachas and Dafnam Vav, the Rav Yechon and his Talmidim went to a place called Gnoisar. It's meant to be the most fertile place of Eretz Yisrael. And they went there to eat fruit. It was the best Medrash which went on a trip together to go eat fruit on Gnoisar. You think Rav Yechon's best Medrash had nothing better to do than go on a fruit tasting trip. What was the point of it? What was the point of it? They ate enormous amounts also, but that's a different point. We'll talk about that another time. What was the idea? The whole bit made Rabbi Yechon was there, Shlokesh was there, Rabbi Yavah was there, Rabbi Yeravasi, Mamish, the best made of Rabbi Yechon. And they all went on this trip to Gnosa to eat fruit. And the Gemara said, tell us about it. What's the aside? It's the Midrash. The Midrash says that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu took, created Avram, I'm sorry, created Adam Arishan, and he brought him to Ganadin. It says HaKadosh Baruch Hu took Adam for a trip around Ganadin, and he showed him all the trees. And he said, look what I've created. I've created this for your Hanah. Look at everything I created. It was for you to enjoy. And if that's the case, then yes, there's a point in enjoying what Hashem created for you to enjoy. And the point of it is to be able to appreciate the Chesed. And therefore, if Rav Yochan went with his Talmudim to eat Paris Kinoisar, there, was there wasn't a stam, a field trip, a vacation. It was, a, it was a, a, going to appreciate the Chesed of Hashem. Like I said, it needs a date. Klai Yisrael, when they had Bikuri, made a special trip to Yerushalayim. Carrying fruit. It was worth going from wherever you were to the base of Migdash, carrying a basket of fruit. 
Because that was a point, that was an opportunity to be makritayv. We don't have that anymore. We have Tabishvat instead. But when we have such an occasion, then it's an opportunity to be makritayv. Not just for the chasadim which Hashem has to do, but for all the extra chasad. All the, un, un, so to speak, unrequired, not, not essential chasadim which Hashem does as well. Anyway, that's why there's a simcha. There's something to appreciate, there's something to enjoy in Tabishvat also.